Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Well, when we use the word the words the best, we always think of a guy like Brad Nessler. My friend, welcome. Happy New Year. And appreciate, by the way, the kind words you said at the Auburn game. Thank you. Uh, hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Um, yeah, and, and to Murph, uh, if he's out there listening, I hope he gets better fast. And, and a good call by Chris there. Hey, uh, we, we didn't look this up yesterday, but as soon as he took the second one, 101 yards, immediately your sportscaster brain starts turning and probably fans it's the same way. Uh, when's the last time a guy took two to the house in the same game, you know? I didn't look it. I forgot to look it up. I immediately said... If somebody did it, maybe it was Devin Hester or somebody like that, you know. And and then I never – I must have poured myself another Diet Coke at that point, and I forgot what my own question was. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anybody out there listening and, and uh, on the Purdy Insurance line, you know, just call Steve in and tell him. Cause I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> two, let's see. Two kickoff returns, same game. Hines, there's got to be something here. I'm looking it up as you speak, just because I was watching in Philadelphia before I got to uh, do a basketball game yesterday. I'm like, holy cow, two in the same game. Yeah. And they've been four the whole season. Right. That's Who the heck is it? This, Matt, this is your job. You're the producer. Let's see. First player since Leon Washington of Seattle in 2010. There we go. Wow. Good job. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Heck I'll with the producer, that, Brad. I'll pass that along to the gang tonight, and they'll think I'm really smart. So, <laughs> Perfect. And just like, hey, you know, I remember. <laughs> it started out that way. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm doing great. Feel great. Uh, you got a lot of good look at the dogs this year, uh, and you've had a good look at them the last two years. Uh, every team is an entity unto itself, as you and I both know. What makes this Georgia team really good unto itself last year aside? I think it was because a lot of these guys got limited time behind all those stud NFL draft choices last year, and they got a taste, and they heard so much. This is what I thought about their team all year long. They heard so much about the national championship team, and though while they were part of it, they weren't a huge part of it, and I think they want to do something that that team couldn't do, and that's run the whole table and win their own championship. And that's the way I felt about the guys on this team all year long. Um, you know, Kirby's done a great job of always saying we're not defending our championship. Every year is a new season, and, and we don't think about we're defending this or we're defending that. And, and, you know, everybody says, well, the target's on your back now. He hated that, too. You know, he made that apparent to these kids early on that, you're not being hunted. We're still the hunter, you know. And so uh, he had all those little things working in his head in the off season, And, you know, I'm sure having been part of it at Alabama and knowing how Nick did it, you know, when they went back-to-back 11 years ago, um, that there were certain pitfalls that you had to avoid, and and they avoided them. Um, and, but I think they're just out to prove that they're like that LSU team, you know, a few years ago that you're perfect. You know, you didn't lose to anybody. You won your conference championship. You won your semifinal. And then you go out and try to win the last one. Yeah, I mean, you guys do a great job of just telling stories and so forth. It's social media where they're getting a lot of from various locations. 
you know, you guys are great, you got a target on your back, the whole thing. How tough do you think it is for coaches to deal with that? And when you've talked to somebody like Kirby, for example, how has he reacted when the topic of social media has been brought up? Yeah, he hates it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, some of the younger coaches like Kirby, I think they use it to their advantage. They they claim that they don't pay any attention. That is so much BS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got so... they've got guys they've got guys yes. on their staff that pay yes. attention for them. Yes. They, they may not sit on their phones and look stuff up, but they have that many people on the staff that that's that's basically their job. Uh Kirby came into a, our meeting before the Tennessee game, I think it was. I don't know. And at some point, he was wa- he was leaving the meeting, and he said something to the effect of, uh, "Yeah." And our analytics guys uh, said that you know we shouldn't have thrown that pass. And Gary said we shouldn't have thrown that pass. Da da da. That was intercepted. And you know uh, this and that and this and that. And and I turned around. And I said, "You seriously have people that sit around and listen to our broadcast just so you can have something to complain about when you meet with us?" I said, boy, that's that's big and pretty low. You know what I'm saying? So um, I I basically told him that he could take his analytic people and and they could just go where the sun isn't shining. So, um, But, yeah, they pay attention to it, and I think they kind of counterbalance it. They know what the kids see, and, and, you know, they know that their heads get swelled by everything from, uh, you know, parents to high school friends to agents or whatever your NIL people are, you know, with all of that going on now, too. But it's hard to... You know, you can be an old school coach and say we don't pay any attention to that, and I don't let my kids pay attention. <laughs> they do, <laughs> they do, and so do the coach. And I'm glad you said that, by the way. I mean, he should know. Like, hey, guys, we're trying to do a job here. You're trying to do a job. Come on. Uh, 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 you know, it's something to do every week, you know. <laughs> oh, I know. And, you know, but it's like it's like the coach that goes to the press conference and says, you know, I, you're connected with all these jobs. Well, I haven't talked to anybody. Yeah, I didn't say your agent didn't talk to somebody. <laughs> right. Jimmy Sexton did all the talking, the agent yeah. of the stars, you know, so there you go. Yeah, yeah Jimmy's exactly, Jimmy Sexton. Uh, so, you know, Stetson Bennett, and I know I've asked you about him before, but the story's been great. But where have you seen the growth now as a quarterback? Because he did go into every game this season as the known entity. Yeah. Um, I would say the confidence he has in himself, he's got a swagger, boy. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, he, he's, you know, he's looking to the sideline. He's winking. He's pointing. Um, you know, he knows he's not 6'4", and he knows he's not going to be, you know, some guy that's a starter in the NFL. But I'm not ruling him out, by the way, of, of at least being a backup someplace. Um, yeah. But I, I think the swagger and the knowing that he could do it has made him – just get better and better every game and you know really started i don't know two and a half years ago where the 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 other players were buying in and saying okay this kid they did everything they could possibly do to keep him on the bench and have some of these five-star guys running the show and they couldn't keep him off the field and when he got on the field couldn't get him off the field you know and so um the players love the guy and that's a big part of it you know i mean they've had guys transfer through here portal wise play year JT Daniels they had the kid from Wake Forest that was going to come in and be a superstar and spend six months here spend six months here and then go to the NFL and I don't know what he's doing but I'm pretty sure it's not that so you know <laughs> they they've seen all the five star guys come in and they the no star guy is the star of the show right now when you've sat down and talked with him Gary and yourself what has just been your general impression of him 
Uh, really fun kid to be around, and he's <laughs> you ask him a question, and he thinks, man, before he answers it. Some kids just have kind of a mechanical answer built in for everything, and he's not like that. And um, he's a little salty. I mean, he looks like a choir boy, but he's not, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Just a really, really good kid that knows that he has had to work his ass off to get where he is, and he's really, really proud that he got there. He should be. I mean, look. Should he's be, overcome. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he should be. Uh, Quentin Johnson, obviously, is a terrific player for TCO wide receiver. Yeah. How have you looked at the Georgia secondary this year as to how they've handled other guys of near that class? They handled they handled Tennessee, Steve, pretty darn well, Jalen Hyde and those guys. But they didn't yeah. handle a lot of what you would call lesser-known talents, I guess. I mean, they got chewed up by LSU, by both yeah. Jake Daniels and uh, and uh, Nussmeier's kid, uh, uh, Garrett Nussmeier. They tore them up. There's big plays to be had. And, and if you're a Georgia fan, I'd be a little bit nervous about Quentin Johnson. And, and you know, Duggan, I don't know if he's the most accurate guy in the world, but he seems to get the ball there where it needs to be. Um, and he's a tough, tough dude. But that speed at that position. The other wideouts not too bad either. I think that's going to be a problem for Georgia. they just given up. You know, everybody talks about their defense, and they are that good, and you know, they only give up 14 points a game or whatever. It's kind of ballooned from around 11 points a game to whatever it is now. But, you know, overall, their defensive scheme and all that is good. Their athletes are really good. But um, I don't know if it's a gambling type of thing or if they've got too many built-in um, kind of sub-packages to their defense. And they get kind of lost sometimes, and, and it, it can cause big plays. And good wide receivers, if the quarterback's got time to get it to them, there's there's big plays to be had. So I'd be a little nervous on Georgia's secondary. Now, what you know, I don't know what their pass rush is going to look like tonight. Um, you know, late stages of the SEC championship game, Jalen Carter didn't play, so that had a different look to it. And that's probably why they gave up 500 yards passing because they didn't want to get him hurt in uh, the game that we did. And um, they're going to have to get more pressure, though, on the quarterback than they did against C.J. Stroud. And and uh, Duggan's not got his kind of arm talent, but he's a savvy dude. And um, they're going to give up some points. I, I just don't see it being one of those, wow, Georgia's playing lights out on defense and TCU can't move the ball. I think TCU's really good. Yeah, they, they are really good. And I felt one of the key moments of the semifinal game was when Marvin Harrison Jr. went out. Yeah, because absolutely. He, I was going to bring that up. That, that game... Is maybe way different, you know. After he left, it wasn't the same. I mean, to be honest with you, I wanted to vote for him, yeah, you because know, I have a Big Ten vote. I wanted to vote for him for Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, but Ohio State didn't nominate him because they nominated Stroud. You're only allowed right. to nominate one. So, but he was. Exactly. I thought he's the best guy. So, hey, they're going to eventually next year will stay status quo. Then after that, it goes to twelve. What's been your thought on twelve, especially now watching Georgia and TCU each play their fifteenth games of the season coming up tonight? Yeah, it's going to be a long year for the team that survived. It's going to be there a long time. Kids, unless you get one of those, you know, the buy in the first round thing, that'll help a little bit. But yeah. um, I think it. I, I think it'll be kind of fun. I, at first, I thought, well, I think it's going to be the same four teams that are down to the semifinals and the finals. Uh, you know, out of maybe eight teams that you think have a chance. I think the. I think the big names that you expect to be there are still going to be there, but I do kind of like that other. Other four or five teams where you go, wow, where'd that guy, 
where'd that guy come from or where'd that right. team come from? Um, you know, like watching Tulane in the – I didn't pay enough attention to them during the regular season, I guess, and, and then watching yeah. them play USC, and I was like, wow, I wish I could see more of their games, you know, because they were really fun to watch. So from that standpoint, I, I think it'll be cool. Um, it would be, be even cooler if I was involved in some of those playoff games. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd be singing the praises, man, if CBS had a playoff game or two. <laughs> <laughs> and you never know. Maybe down down the road they will when they, when they get Could be. You, Could be. you know, when the, when the contract's up. All I know is that it means that, you're, you, that the door's open to you eventually coming into Beaver Stadium, and that's what I love about it. So, <laughs> right. yeah, well, ice cream together. That's right. Well, yeah, we'll go over ice cream and, and, and a Diet Coke and maybe another select beverage. Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely man. Hey, Brad, thanks so much. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. You got it, buddy. Have a great uh, night, and uh, uh, go dogs and go frogs. All right, perfect. Thanks, Brad. The hey, best. Bye.